Hi there. Hi there. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So happy to see you on this very hot day. Oh, I love it. I actually went outside in the hot and had a nice hot walk. Uh, I'm not a fan of wearing the masks while walking around in the hot, but I will find a new kind of mask. They make like a cooling mask that's like a like a giant turtlenecky looking thing. I think I'm gonna, oh. I think I'm gonna go ahead and splurge the 20 bucks and get whatever that Worth has, it. has seen on TV businesses big time worth it mm -hmm. also so um i mean obviously you and i live in very different areas i can't imagine that people are being mandated to wear masks here outside unless they're going to be in proximity with a lot of people of course i'm not but is it like mandatory to wear one as soon as you get out of your home i don't think so and mandatory is kind of a confusing word right now because are there cops out there who are making sure that you're wearing them no but the majority of people in my neighborhood are definitely wearing masks when they go outside. Um, I want to uh, show that I am participating in the social contract, but also I want to be outside and not suffocate. So yeah, that fair. remains to be seen. Mm. Um, and I am much better about my spatial awareness uh, around other people than I think most people are. <laughs> oh. So I'm happy to cross the street. I'm happy to make sure. Like, if what the mask is doing is protecting you from my breath spit, I will make sure that my breath spit is not around you. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And Don has the antibodies, so I probably do too. So I'm not worried about it on my end. But, yeah. you know, in these... Uh, Exciting oh, yeah. times. No, no, Je yeah. So my friend Jesse, he has a really good way with words. Me um, melancholy and chaotic times. That is... That's so true. That is how it feels. <clears throat> it is. Both of those things. Yeah. Constantly. Time is, time is slowed and it's accelerated. Um, it takes me 15 years to figure out my password if I have to log back in on something again. <laughs> but... Jesus. But, Jen, my skin looks great. Oh, it does. It looks so good. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I've always thought your skin looked great, so I'm a little surprised you even were a regular powder user in the first place. Mm, I'm, I don't like to be super shiny. I'm pretty greasy. Mm -hmm. I'm greasy. But that's why, that's why it looks so good because I'm self-basting. It's just always. Yes. <laughs> yes. Do you have any idea how much face oil I use? So much. I know. So much. I know. I cannot I relate it. to that at all. Like, I, <laughs> when those serums came out at Lush, I was like, I'm sorry, you're going to melt a cake of, <laughs> of a bunch of different oils in your hand, and then you're going to put it on your face for fun, and that's mm. going to be good for you? Like, I, it's horrifying to me. But now that I'm a little bit older, I have combination skin, that, that uh, coconut oil salt thing that I told you I make. I would ask you to relive that sound for me, but I know you can only do it if you're actually doing Oh, the it. washing the face sound? I can't. I will. Next time I'll actually bring like a hot, wet washcloth in here and I'll make the sound for you. I love washing my face. I used to joke when I was trying to sell things at Lush, but it's absolutely true that exfoliation is like a hobby to me. I love shedding like a fucking snake. Like I want... Um, one of our friends was talking about how she did a foot, this weird foot, Korean foot mask that then her all of her foot skin peeled off for like a week and I was like that's my jam that Which, is my jam but I just wish it all happened at once like I would not like sloughing things off unexpectedly at length 
That's fair. I mean, right? Especially your feet. Like, you gotta do shit with those. I guess? They have to hang out in bed with you. (gasps) Well, yeah. You have to put them in shoes. No, no, no. It's fine. I don't think that you're constantly... Listen, we're all constantly shedding. That's what (laughs) dust is. Dust is human skin. Mm, Um, Little mites. Those little little skin mm, mites. Uh, well, I don't know about those, those but I'm... You don't? No, but I'm not surprised. Uh, I mean, they're normal, right? On it's not skin? like a... It's not In a pet. Skin? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not... Did you say it's not a pet? What did you just say? It's not a pest. Oh! It's not... It's not a... <laughs> it's not a problem. I can't adopt one. Yeah, we have we have these little mites that look like fucking tardigrades that live all over us. Oh, I'm so happy. That makes they're me happy. They're microscopic. I love a water bear. Uh, yeah. Really? I've got tiny little water bears all over me. Yeah, basically. They look like big trendly, they look like big trendly tardigrades crossed with like a flea. Because they've got like more shingles. Well, now you've lost me. No, I I don't want that. I don't want the scaly bits. (laughs) They have shingly parts versus caterpillary parts. Okay, skin mites. I gotta look this up now. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Oh, that's not cute at all. Are you kidding me? Well, Ew. Also, yikes. Oh, I don't like that at all. Oh, no. Look at that guy. Look at the BuzzFeed one. No. It's face. See, that's the tardigrade face. That looks like a buddy. We could be buddies. He's a little hairier. He looks a little bit like one of the Charlie Brown characters that has all the hair sticking out and... Like Pigpen? Yeah. Pigpen. It looks like Pigpen. But it also looks like he's doing a little, like... Like a worrisome British man thing with his hands. His little, like... Yes, 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 yes. Yes, he's fretting. Do you he's see the fucking... Fretting. He's fretting. Do you scroll down? You, it says mite wiener. It says, oh, wait. They store all their poop in their bodies, and then when they die, they release a lifetime's worth of poop into your pores at once. So, I'm Lillian Bustle. <laughs> I'm Jen Ponton. And we and our hosted skin mites bring to you all the fucks. What's our podcast about, Lillian? Ooh, our podcast is apparently about skin mites fucking on our faces. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It's about it's about when <laughs> It's about that it's about that feeling when you realize you're out with a group of people and they ditched you. Oh my god, completely. It's about it's about when something happens at a sleepover and everybody blames you for it and you're like, "Oh, that wasn't me, but it doesn't matter because oh, everyone decided that you no. did it anyway." Oh no. Oh no. Or the one time that you pretend that you know what everybody's talking about and that's the one time <laughs> they call your bluff. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty brutal, right? Uh. Oh, man, there's nothing more freeing than giving up literally all of that. But, but like, with the moment, I, I think I, I, I've told you about this before, and I said I was going to stop saying that. It doesn't matter. Um, this girl that was in one of my youth groups, she was, like, a very popular girl and, like, I think a swimmer or a volleyball girl or something. And she would just, uh, I think her name was Laurel Lynn. She would just fart. She was the first just girl. Really? That's that amazing. I've ever seen in my entire... It's because she came from a house of boys. Like, she was the youngest oh. of, a, of a ton of boys. So you can't be that girl and a sports girl and not know how to fart and claim it. And right. it every time... I, I, I was around her long enough that I was like, 
that's amazing. Like I never have to worry about accidentally farting again if I fart. I mean, I don't fart on purpose. I don't like subject people to it. You don't seek to it. No, but, but when it's like an oopsie, yeah, ignoring it is way worse than just being like, whoops, who tooted? It was me. Like that's... And Although that, huh. I highly approve of it being used as a weapon uh, <laughs> when wanting to sit down on the subway. Mm-hmm. I approve of approved. anything as a weapon. I pretend Absolutely. to be pregnant, girl. I have definitely pushed out my tummy and rubbed on it and been like, oh, my feet hurt. I wish I could sit down. And the worst is when nobody does jack shit. Um, when I had, uh, I've broken my little toe a whole bunch over the years and I have definitely, especially like when I was finally able to put a shoe back on and it looked like I was fine. Um, I have walked up to people on the path train hobbling still and I'm like, Hey, I have a broken toe. I'd really like to sit. And then I just look at them and I'm like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't, I don't even ask. I'm just like, Hey, I would like to sit down. And I think that by not letting them say no, they don't know what to do. And so they just get up. Oh, really? Yep. People are so confused by the moment where it's not, it's not even like, I'm sorry, excuse me. Could I please? It's not asking if you are worthy of their seat. You're just like, hi, I have this problem. And just smile at them. (laughs) One of my least favorite things ever that I haven't had to do in many years, um, is to take a rush hour bus into the city. Gross. And the reason that I hated it so much is not only because I hate buses, buses but also bus because people, all of it. I mean, I am bus people. So yeah, I can't hate bus people, but you know. But I know, I know. And when it's rush hour, like bus people are by and large pretty fine and mind their own business. But when it's rush hour, these people are fucking ruthless because there's oh, only sure. so many seats. Oh yeah. And then when all the seats fill up. People cram single file down the bus aisle, which uh, can't actually be legal or safe, but it's the thing that happens. That's what happens, yep. And uh, for me, I get I get motion sickness on buses anyway, mm, but it's... Oh, that sucks. Oh, in fact, I insist on sitting in the front. And you know, in the front, it's like usually someone who has a lot of shit. And I'm like, let me sit next to you. Mm -hmm. Just fucking, come on. It's not my fault that you decided to go to Bed Bath & Beyond and take it all over the state line. Like, what's wrong with you? Why? (laughs) Why would you do that? It's so much more expensive. That's so stupid. Exactly. So, um, but, you know, I I would get on my stop, which was right before the turnpike, Uh and uh, invariably... I would have to stand at least half the time through stop-and-go traffic, through accidents, and I would get so motion sick. And I would all do that to then be on my feet all day. Uh-huh. Yay. <laughs> and it was cool. just, it was amazing how many, particularly men, just completely checked the fuck out and had no interest whatsoever in letting someone who clearly was not feeling well and having trouble uh, staying up. <laughs> they're, they're just no acknowledgement yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, and sometimes if you if you do actually ask, sometimes it becomes worse because some I have oh. I have in the past I think I've asked people to get up for someone else. And then mm-hmm. I mean then that is a little less personal even, but I've had people completely ignore me, not even with headphones in. 
Right, of course, right. They just sit and stare forward. And, and then I, I'm kind of like, oh, lo siento, hablas espanol? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, and of course, no. Of course, that's not what's happening. They're just an entitled fucking baby banker. Right. Of course they are. Done. Done. Fucking done. On the glow. We didn't go into it in depth on this version. Uh, <laughs> I feel like now I should tell all of you that one of the other feelings prominent in all the fucks is maybe thinking that you're recording for half an hour and then you're not. That's how we roll. Sometimes my That's computer how we roll. crashes. Oh, Sometimes it's just always an adventure. It is. It is. We, but we told some stories that we want to bring to you. So I would like to toss it back over into Jen's court because you have a very important story to tell. I do. I have an update on our secondary uh, topic. The first <laughs> one is stories from adolescents. The second one is spiders. <laughs> Oh, Lillian. Mm, 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 oh, Lillian. Mm, 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 I I have <laughs> I have told you, I have told all of you about orb weavers before, but in case y'all forgot, orb weavers are a special little breed of spider. Little is not the correct word. They are big spiders. They're big, fancy, web-hangy spiders. They've got a big, bulbous abdomen. You've got a bulbous abdomen. What a stupid thing to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> and they and they and they hang and they make these really beautiful webs and uh they you if you are local and you've seen big fucking spiders hanging around like street lights or uh or lights on your property it's probably an orb weaver you said you and, said around uh, like but like the size of your thumbnail right yeah like i would say the abdomen that's is like about, a nickel yeah that's awful yeah, they're big. They're big. Uh, they don't really fuck with people, which is nice. Cool. Um, however, however, uh, they, they they start showing up in May, and they're usually gone by the time shit gets cold in November. And um, and then you see them again in May. So I've, I've seen a couple hanging around my porch, and I'm like, oh, hello. Nice to see you again. Welcome back. Let's keep our distance, but you know, this is fine. God bless. And and there, and I just keep my eye on sure. it because I don't want it like falling into my no. dress or onto my hair or deciding that it wants to come like see what's up with me. No, no. distance is our friend. Yep. And last night I witnessed a kill. <sighs> I mean, good to know that the spider is doing her job, at the very least. Like, she's not just hanging around, fucking around, and scaring people. She's actually, like, getting your bugs. Right? Yeah. I would, I would do anything. I would give anything for these spiders to decide that they were fed the fuck up with wasps and yellow jackets. <gasps> oh, oh. There's so many of them. I keep seeing... I don't know what wasps look like, but I keep seeing a bee-type thing just sort of fucking wandering around drunk on the sidewalk. We get that all the time here. And it's not a carpenter bee or a No, no, no. Bee? Those are round and fat. These yeah, have, like, multiple parts of their abdomen. 
So I would say a wasp. Uh, wasps, yeah, wasps and hornets have separated abdomens. Yeah, I don't, they, I don't they know they what the difference in. is, but they they look drunk and they're not trying to fly and they're not next to anything, so they couldn't have just like, gotten injured. It doesn't make sense. Sometimes they get drunk and dozy if uh, if temperature changes oh, go bananas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like uh, like if there's an early frost or something, or spring is happening and it's all spring, and then I don't know, there's a goddamn nor'easter, cool. <laughs> or a polar vortex, um, or what have you, or a polar vortex. Uh, the 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 bees and unbees can sort of like the temperature really fucks huh. with them, so they can get like ooh. Uh, yeah. So, but I think you probably saw a wasp or a hornet. Yikes. Um. I loathe them. I, loathe I grew up thinking them. that I was allergic to bee stings. And, and what that meant is that I got bitten by something when I was young. And nobody ever took me in for testing because we didn't do doctors or anything like that. But, like, I had a bad right. reaction to something that happened at Bush Gardens when I was a teeny baby. And so for the rest of my life, my mom was like, oh, she's allergic to bees. Just like when I apparently got sick after... Oh, that's unhelpful. Yeah, it's really fucking unhelpful. Oh, that's really unhelpful. if I was allergic to bees, how allergic to bees was I? Should I have been carrying an EpiPen the entire time? But I talked to my sister, and I was like, did anyone see me get stung by a bee? And she was like, no, it just... You were then, like, swollen and bit. Uh, or stung. Right. She, was, she said you were just really swollen, and I was like... Like a normal response to a bee well, sting. Well, I think I'm... Because of how I... I I'm fucked up by spider bites, like fucked up by yeah. spider bites. I have had them like hospital. on my face. Yeah, I've had to go to the emergency room before. Um, so whatever my reaction is to spiders is sounds like that. So I bet it was a spider bite. Yeah. If nobody saw a sounds like bee or something buzzing around and actually stick its stinger in me, and if it just showed up, that's even more spider-like, right? Skittering. Please yeah. tell your orb story. Mm. Sorry. Uh, oh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I would, I would very much like if they'd start to focus their attentions on the unbees that I hate so much, but you know, whatever. Like, I also don't like small, bitey insects. Like, fuck off. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, so my, my orb weaver is doing a great job because last night I opened the door to let the dog out and, uh, and the porch lights on and there my orb weaver is big baby and I'm like oh hello good evening and as I am acknowledging it a small a small insect flies into its web and gets stuck Uh. and it's like and its web is uh reverberating and all of a sudden the spider gets like fucking bloodlust she was so hungry I have she was so hungry I have never seen a spider get excited. I like it. <laughs> I could deal with never seeing it ever again. I'm imagining like a cartoon spider being like, Hey, remember how unsettling that scene is when Aragog starts like panting? Yep. In the fucking woods and like oh. you can almost hear the chittering and just, ah. Yeah. It was like watching that happen no. very quickly. God. So, so the spider, who you know normally hanging like the whatever the eight legs are spread out the way that you usually see. Just think of like any vector art <laughs> image search spider on web. There you go. Well, all of the legs from their positions around it all of a sudden come 
together at the front like uh like a fucking charging no, position. What? Yes. I didn't even know you did that. I did not either, and I wish I could unknow it. <laughs> oh, I'd give anything to oh, unknow no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. And then all of a sudden, you remember in Coraline when um when Coraline's trying to get away from the the mother spider uh, yeah, and other mother. she's yeah. she, other mother, right? And she's running and as she's running the web is getting disrupted and other mother starts feeling the vibration <laughs> trying to locate her by 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 jang- yes. jangling yeah, the web back. Twangy, like that's what this fucking spider starts doing with all of its legs. All of its wow. legs it starts like battering them together and and thwapping on its web and I watch this happen for a second or two as I'm like, what the fuck is about to... And all of a sudden, the spider... It scuttles in the most unsettling, jerky way. And you can tell it's just, like, foaming at the mouth. Oh, no, no. It, it scuttles towards this fucking bug. And... I see something happen, and, and it takes the bug in all of its legs and brings it to its mouth. <laughs> all of it. All of its legs. All of its legs. Scoop. Oh. And it happened. I mean, I have never seen this happen. I have seen orb weavers just ignore shit that flies into their webs. Mm. I And I'm like, why? I want to watch some shit here. Well, I don't think I'd ever like to see that again. <laughs> it was so I upsetting. And so I. Again. I was so, I mean, I was so freaked out that I looked away for a couple of seconds and I'm like, oh, bear, come on, let's go, <laughs> come on inside. And um, when I looked back up, both the insect and the spider were gone. Oh, no. And all I can think of is in It, where the giant spider paralyzes and then wraps up into cocoons all these dead bodies. Oh, my bodies God. That- it's are so for feeding later. Upsetting. Oh. Yes. 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 I, all I, of it. In, in The Hobbit, when they when all the dwarves get spidered, except for... Bilbo doesn't get spidered because he was off screwing oh. around with Gollum, right? I forget why. But he comes, I don't He comes remember. back and he's like... It's the first time that he waves his dick around. He's like, I have this sword. Its name is Sting. Um, and he, like, cuts everybody out of the things, and then the spider's like, Sting, no, I know that sword. <laughs> um, terrifying. Nightmares, nightmares, nightmares. Terrifying. Nightmares, nightmares. Could have gone the also, other way, I suppose. There's people who have a fetish for getting wrapped up in stuff, so. Yeah, but ideally not then to be demolished by an eight-legged Somebody freak. wants that. Somebody wants that. Somebody right now with pay I, so I, much money I shan't that. yuck their yum. Listen, everybody has personal preferences. I'm just saying that you're don't look past the marketable <laughs> marketable things. Like I would I would say though that there is a difference between the fantasy play and actually wishing that you were either small enough or a spider was big enough to eat you. I don't know, people like Vor. People, people, but Vor is pretend. If Vor were actually possible, I bet a lot fewer people okay, would like uh... it. <laughs> oh, you mean I die at the end? I don't jizz everywhere. I die. <laughs> <laughs> and thus, with a jizz, I die. 
Woof. Woof. That's why it's fantasy plays. Sure, you want someone to pretend okay. to be like a sexy spider right. and wrap you up in sheets and then like pretend to bite your neck. Sure, you want to read about somebody actually eating you for sexual gratification whole. Okay, but like when it actually happens when a giant fucking megalodon swallows you whole. No, that's fair. It ain't gonna be hot. Nope. 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 You're like you're like the guy in the outhouse in Jurassic Park. Yes. Yes. Chop. Oof. All right. Good point. Good point. Oh, um, that was a good intro. That was a good intro. What are we talking about today, girl? Uh. Hmm. Well, it made me think of something else because, uh, I mean, I think we could do, I think we could do, so we've recently done a couple episodes on our most treasured friends, and there's a, there's a, an opposite side to every coin, which is, like, the people who made life very difficult, intrinsically, what your, what your, what your reptile lizard brain learns from being the child of an addict is, I can control what happens because what happens is always my fault. Yes, yes. <gasps> Holy shit. Wow. Mm-hmm. What happens is always my fault, which means I need to have a constant, vigilant, anxiety-ridden thermometer in every person's water glass. Yep. Because I need to know what I'm doing to fuck this up. I need to know how I made them mad, how I made them sad, how I can make them happy, how I can fix it. Um, And a lot of this then feeds, especially as a woman, a lot of this then feeds into the natural conditioning to be a fixer, Mm -hmm. to be a caregiver. Mm Mm-hmm. Of all different stripes of... To be, to be a Wendy. To be a Wendy. Yeah. It all... It, it just it exacerbates that. If the natural feminine inclination is to... If the conditioned feminine inclination is to do that, and then you're also super fucked up, and everything that has been taught to you is that all this rage and anger and shame gets thrown on you unless you know how to fix it. Oh my god, the damaged people that you just attract. Because that's what you want to do. You want to collect fucking the island of misfit toys and hug and love them until they feel loved. Because that's what love looks like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Nope, it is not. It is not. And... Uh, and it only meant that the things that didn't look like that felt so good. Mm-hmm. And so normal. But, and those things stayed around. And I'm very glad that they did. And I'm also very glad that I wasn't so broken that I couldn't see them for what they were. Like, I was at peak brokenness when I met Gabby. But Gabby has never been anything other than wonderful to me. You know what, it's interesting that you use that term because I have seen, I mean, mostly self-help bullshit Instagram stuff. Right. Where it's like, you were never broken, blah, blah, blah. I disagree. I have definitely been broken and fractured in multiple spots. I, 
I think that there is a power in healing, not fixing. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And to say, like, no, this pain was a break. This right. was This was significant, and it was um, um, physiological Absolutely. to a certain point. And just say, broken people need healing. And not just like, oh, it's like you're not fat. Right. Like, it's okay to be broken. Right. It's okay, it's okay to, to be, be broken. broken. It's not the same thing as saying you're worthless. No. You can no. be enough and be broken. Yeah, it's the people who deny the fact that they were ever broken or need help. That's the problem in my right. experience. Right, exactly. Um, uh, and so, you know, like concurrently, I, I, and so, you know, and, and because I came from, because I came from the life that I was coming from, both with a really fucked up upbringing and also not having any friends, mm. who was I to turn down friendship? Oh. Who was I to not seek out every single person that I could wow. who would be my friend? That's so interesting because I do love people to love me, but I didn't quite do that. I did that. Wow. I did that. Uh, it it wasn't. So, I wasn't like that kid. But the way I noticed it presenting in myself was that the more somebody tried to push me away, the more I absolutely would not let them. Wow. So um, I swung the entirely opposite direction, where it was the. I mean, fuck Woody Allen, but the whole like I don't want to be part of a club that doesn't. Wait, no, no, that's not, no, 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 wrong. Cut that. Fuck Woody Allen. Um, I immediately, if someone showed no interest in me, I immediately was like, oh, no, thank you. And that was, that was friends and guys that I was interested in, like all of it, all of it. That's if people, so good. If I showed up and I was like, well, it is and it's not because it's like, I opted out of pain. Well... Like we were talking about before, like, whatever my trust issues were with, like, heterosexual straight men, I was like, oh, it started with single people, started with individuals, and I was like, oh, you don't like me? Fuck you, goodbye. <laughs> and well, then it turned into anyone who seemed like they might be from Hoboken and was a dude. You know, like, it's, I, um, not baby with the bathwater necessarily, but I... Too uh, broad a brush? Yeah, I overpainted that for sure because... I could see that. Because of heuristics, because of the shortcuts that my brain took, it was like, well, if these people treated you like shit and those people look like those people, they're going to treat you like shit. Mm. So I've been that, I've been that, the noptopus. <laughs> I've been noping out of things for years. I would say, though, in the instance that you're using it, oh, it was a lesson I should have gotten. A thousand percent. Because what happened very concurrently with meeting someone like Gabby who sought me out and who and who opened her arms and was like you're weird is delightful come hang out with me come check out my weird blah 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 come check out my weird I love that I love it um concurrently there was someone who I tried to keep close to me for a very long time who from jump was an asshole. Uh. Was very much 
it was like petting a cat backwards, and I was nothing. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I was right. nothing but nice to her and enthusiastic, and unfortunately, we had every single class together. And so I was like, well, and we had similar interests as in we, were, we did some of the same extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. We were constantly in each other's orbits. Mm -hmm. And I would not let her, I, I, for all those reasons, I would not stop trying to be her friend. And she was such a jerk to me. She was like a, she was like a hissing and screeching cat. There wow. was not an opportunity to be mean to me that she missed. <laughs> uh, she made fun of me. She scowled at me. She made up nicknames for me. And I was so, I don't know, puzzled, intrigued, unflappable. Sweet. Because, naive. and sweet and naive. And yeah. And I was having a grand old time. A lot of people wanted to be my friend all of a sudden. So why the fuck did this bitch not? And wow. I was like, right? Yeah. And I just, I would, if I could go back in time with the lessons I have now, the second she was a piece of shit to me, I would have been like, cool, fuck off forever, bye-bye. I know. But, but I didn't. didn't. Nope. I did. And I literally did that for two and a half or three years. Baby. Yeah. I did that for like longer, at least two and a wow. half years, wow. at least two and a half years, because it was somewhere in the middle of junior year that she realized when she didn't have anyone else, this fucking chump was here just waiting with a big heart and two ears and two open shoulders arms. and open arms. Uh. And all of a sudden... I became valuable because she needed me in that moment. Uh, um, that, listen, it feels so good to be needed when you need to be needed. It does. It does. Um, I it's don't. Not, I'm not. I'm not calling what happened to you or all of the things that I've done healthy. But in that moment, it's like a drug. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, on one hand, I wonder how much, because I was also so satisfied with so many other friendships, like, I, I didn't need that to happen, but I'm sure it felt very good. I'm sure it felt very validating and like I had finally won it, you know? Right? Oh, yeah, that. And also, did you ever feel a satisfaction out of, like, rescuing people? Oh, of course. Yeah. That was my big thing. Especially with, with the, like, religious aspect from my growing stuff. Oh. Like, I wanted to be the, like, platonic soft bosom. I wanted yep. to be the open arms. I wanted to be, I mean, for lack of a better metaphor, I wanted to be Jesus-y. Sure. I wanted to be the forgiveness, and I wanted to be the love. Live like I, the Lord. <laughs> I, that's what, I wanted people to feel what I felt like I felt when I was immersed in my faith. Wow. 
That's I wanted to be beautiful. that. I wanted to be that for people. And I was that for people, but it's not sustainable because I'm not Jesus. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you want people to like you just because you're you and not because you can Wendy the shit out of them. I know. Oh, God. I was so good at it, though. I know. I know. We're we're in a very, very good club for that. Trust me. Uh, oh. So... You know, I I can't say that I didn't see the writing on the wall because of course I did. Smeared all over. I everywhere. It was everywhere. And I even remember close to the, the second close to the end of the second year, I was like, This is some bullshit and I'm so fucking tired of you. I think I might have even confronted her. And in that moment, she kinda like realized that she made me mad. And nobody ever made me mad. And, um... Oh, yeah, there is a power behind that, for sure. There was a pattern interrupt. Um, and then she was like, I'm sorry, I will be nicer to you. I'm such a dick to you. I'm like, yeah, you are. And, uh, I've never been anything but enormously kind. And she's like, yeah, I'm sorry. And I'm like, okay. And then she decided that I could be that person because she was such a dick to so many people that... Nobody did want to be that for her. Except me. Mm-hmm. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I had also, like, I had I had come from... It's complicated, because I, I had a friend who was a friend of me when we were younger, and she was always... She became less of a friend of me and more of an actual friend. And it was... It was hot and cold, or at least warm and cool, for a long time. <laughs> sure. It was, it was not that dramatic, especially as I got into high school and I started to have more friends who were really always ready to be with me. Right. And th- this was the girl who had, like, she liked hanging out with me, but when the opportunity came for her to be near someone who was cooler or more popular, forget it. Who's oh, Jen? Yeah. God bless. God bless. I really didn't have those people. I didn't have... It was really only her. It was really only her. And that... Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it did. It sucked. It sucked when it happened. And she did that less and less as we got older. Um, but essentially, the, the, the dynamic that that taught me was there's so much scarcity and you just... You have to fight for people to like you. Guess what? Uh, I'm an enormously likable person. You're Fuck so that. lovely. I am you're, so likable uh, that I'm going to wonder what your shit is if you decide that you're not into it. And I'm not going to yep. chase it anymore. Mm-mm. But, come on. <laughs> wow. Fuck. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's so much. It's what, so much. So what happened? Well... Uh, well, she, that girl, um, the girl who I've been, been talking about all this time, the girl who, uh, who finally needed me, we started to get close once she finally needed me, and, um, she actually would not have called me her best friend. She would have called my grade school friend of me her best friend, because the two of them were thick as thieves, but of course when she wasn't around... I was the old standby. Uh, 
God, I hate it. I'm so sorry. Right? I'm not so going to say sorry. There was like triangulation with word, like, like two girls who treated me really shittily at no. certain points. At certain Fuck points. Fuck them. I just, I want to go back in time and just open hand slap people like that. Like, yeah. we're not, we're not going to have any bruising here, but like someone <laughs> needs to fucking hit you in the face. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and just to quickly infuse a little happiness into it. I never got any of that messaging from Gabby or a lot of friends, but I'm going to focus on her cause she's just the shit. I mean, she always knew her worth. Uh. She always had a confidence that was not at all. Um, it didn't flag if people didn't like what she was serving up. And she was a big fucking weirdo. A lot of people thought she was a big weirdo. I thought sure. she was the shit. And of course, there were popular kids who were like, that weirdo. And but it never bothered that's her. That's the secret to everything. That's the secret to literally everything. Everything. Is that like, whatever your business is, whatever your weird, whatever your crazy, <laughs> like all of it oh, sure. is, is the value. That's yes. the value. And, it, it, and there are other people who will value that. And find you attractive and want to be your friend who it's better that people opt the fuck out of your life. It's better yes. that people are like, ew, gross, cool, cool. Yeah. I know who you are now. There's and now the I door. The more you are yourself uh, brazenly and unabashedly, the more other people who are just like you can find you. And Absolutely. it definitely took me too long to, to figure that out. Absolutely. Huh. So, um... Yeah, no, Gabby, Gabby's messaging was always, they don't love you and think you're amazing? Fuck them. But that really, that just, it couldn't, it could not stick in my waffle iron for a long time. I love that phrase. That's mm. amazing. I've never heard that before. I literally made it up right now. Let's keep oh, it. Oh, let's stick in your waffle iron. Ugh. It couldn't, it couldn't stick in there. I, I watched her and I was always enthralled by it and I just could not of uh I just wanted to give it a little bit of of Gabby love before I went into it because unfortunately what happened when this friend of me decided she needed me was uh a 15 year long um very close friendship oh no I know who this is yeah you do I'm sorry uh, me too um, and what did it look like with her needing me and deciding she'd like to hold on to me? Well, it looked like her having a boyfriend in a town that she didn't feel comfortable driving to. So I would drive her 45 minutes to an hour away to this town so she could go make out with her boyfriend while I stayed on the couch. Um, it looked like being uh it looked like being completely ghosted at literally any moment in time that she just decided that she was ready to be done yeah um it looked like her not being in touch with me for literally months while i was trying to extend an olive branch it looked like it looked like when she had a partner forget it it's like I was not even there. I hate that. Yeah. And it also looked like when there were other friends that she, that had not been as available to her, when they were available, uh, she, would, she would choose them over me. Okay, so that I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I know that real hard. Where you're like, yeah. oh, aren't we both going to be like, fuck this person? No? Mm -hmm. No? And there were also a num. I mean, that whole, like, cruel triangulation that happens. Yeah. Um, girls are so good at that. Girls are very good at that. And I, I don't... I mean, I, I don't know if any of us would have the self-awareness to know if we had been, like, the ouster of something like that. But I don't believe I've ever contributed to that dynamic oh, I, in a bad no. way. No, I mean, I, I like to think that I didn't, but I don't think that I have that in me. Right. Unless it was someone who was, like, harassing me. Right. Yes. Yes. Unless it's someone that you're, it's growing clear that you should stay away from. Right. Yeah, right. I know. I'm not an ostracizer. It, it rips my guts out to think about yeah. people feeling lonely and sad. Yeah. Even so, if I hate them. Right. So the first triangulation happened with her and my original frenemy, who I had known since I was like four years old. <laughs> and all of a sudden, these two people who have been not very nice to me are like inseparable best friends. And I'm like, well, oh God, that's obnoxious. Um... And, you know, the one, the friend of me who I was a little closer with in high school, um, she would ditch me for the other one. And it's like, okay, great. But then, as my friendship with the big one uh, went on into adulthood, there were many other weird fucking triangulations. I would have friends... And she would then decide that she would like to be closer with them than she was with me. And there would be, like, whispery, clicky elements to them Gross. being together. Mm -hmm. Also kind of sapphic overtones hmm. of them being together. Um, which is a little odd. I'm pretty sure she slept with or hooked up with at least one, if not two, of my close friends. Um, and, uh, and, and she wow, just... Wow, that's so many, so many layers. It's a lot of layers. It's, and, and, but the thing is, I don't even think that the desire to, to glom onto them came from a romantic or sexual attraction. I think the romantic or sexual attraction was just kind of, just kind of a side a little side piece of something to play with as opposed to like yeah. the reason to try and get closer to someone. I oh, feel no, like the reasons to get closer. It sounds like a power were, thing to me. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Very much so. And she would do that to people that I was friends with, even though I called her my best friend. Why wasn't it Gabby? Well, because Gabby had been in Los Angeles. She had been across the country for a very, very, very long time. And this girl was at times my roommate. She was at times my coworker. She was at times uh, my neighbor. Like, there was just a proximity there. That, um... And the constant need for me, despite the inability to be there for literally any of my needs. Mm -hmm. Ever. I remember once um, she ghosted me while I was going through a particularly, uh, really, really rough time. And it fucked me up so badly. And I remember telling her about it when she, like, we were living together. We were literally living together at that moment in time. Right. And... Uh, she just 
like she totally avoided me. She would not, she would not, uh, she wouldn't seek me out. She wouldn't answer my texts. She, and oh this my was, God. this was for like a fucking month at least. And finally, when I saw her in the hallway, just going up to her room, I was like, Hey, what the actual fuck? And, um, and I cried and she looked at me with just like no emotion in her eyes at all. And when I was like, what is happening? Like, what are you doing right now? And she was like, I don't know. I just wanted to be alone. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. <laughs> that's But also, so if that's up. what you wanted, you should have told me. Yes. Yes. I think, like we said, there's no rule. There's no playbook for, there's, you know how to break up with a, a sexual partner. You know how to break up with a romantic partner. We don't know how to break up with people platonically. But that's yep. no reason to disappear and treat somebody like shit. And then, and then be like, oh, who cares? I just needed some space. Like, yeah. Yep. And, and, what a and, child. That's such a horribly, like, um, so at, atrophied sense of self. Yeah. And, of course, any time that she was in a complete life crisis, which she constantly was, mm-hmm. I was always there. I was always there in every aspect. I was there physically. I would put down whatever I was working on, either, you know, tangibly or energetically. Mm-hmm. I would I would dismiss my own life in order to go help be there to listen to her have the same problems and catharsis over and over and over. Um, and uh, I mean... It was, it was just so toxic for so long. And the thought of, do I deserve this, didn't even <sighs> come into my consciousness. Oh, baby. Until she ghosted me for so long and would not return any of my methods of communication when I was trying to tell her that my father was dying. I remember. And she never responded. Fuck that dipshit. It was so bad. And that was, I mean, honestly, I started feeling, that's not when I realized what I deserved. What I, when I realized that I deserved something better than anything that she could or would ever give me was after she after she initially ghosted me when I told her about my father. Um, uh, she had been acting really, really, really weird with me and it was impacting our work hierarchy. And I literally had to get HR involved and I think what she was trying to do was like punish me for that. Um, okay. Uh, and... Um, and she, I, I, I sobbed for like nine different reasons for a couple of weeks. And then I was like, oh, who are you crying about right now? Are you crying about the person that you have made in your mind to be your ride or die? Or are you crying about the person who has shown you how she values you for the last 15 years of your life? Right. And you have closed your eyes at every juncture. 
and you've chosen to ignore what has been so obvious to literally anyone else. But it doesn't make the grief less real. No. Mm -mm. No, and I, I grieved and have been grieving for a long time. Oh, honey, and that was two things in one that were such a loss. Yeah. Yes. Although I will say, I will say that despite the fact that both horrible things were happening at once, losing my dad, and as fucked up as so much of my life with my dad was, the majority of my life with my dad was shit. Um, the last third was pretty okay. Um, even realizing how awful it was to lose my father, and then feeling the loss of her, I was like, oh, she does not deserve an ounce of the grief that I could otherwise give her. Wow. Because I'm, I'm grieving a man who was an absolute monster for two-thirds of my life, and for you to... For you to make that pale in comparison to you, <sighs> goodbye. Goodbye. Yep. Yeah. And so really, I mean, it took me being 30 fucking years old to realize, wow, I never deserved any of that. I tried really hard to be a good friend, and the one moment that I actually stood my ground, that's really what it was. It was the one time I ever said... I am worth more than this. She could not deal with that. Mm -hmm. She could not deal with it. And I was, you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything more than involving another entity to say, Hey, how can we help work out this dynamic? Yeah, because it's sticky. Yes. It was meant to be a mediation so that I could do my job. Um, and, and, just me not kowtowing to her every fucking time. Uh, yeah, I think I think ultimately what she was trying to do to me was to punish me for not kowtowing. But it took me a long, long time to learn that. A very long time. And I, uh, it's a hard one and difficult lesson. And it's very, very hard to be a person who, like, like when I was reading you those um, entries about my first horrible boyfriend and when I was telling him things like, hey, I have love in my life. I have my friends. My friends are my everything. I felt that way. I felt that way for a really long time. And I felt that way about people who would have thought of me the same. And I felt that way about people who would not have. And the people who would not have fell away one by one as time passed. Yeah. And the ways in which they fell away were very, very painful, and I did not understand them at the time. I, I didn't. I don't think I really understood it until it happened with her six years ago. Yeah. And, like, it's a, it's a rough one. It's a rough one, but it... it but that's just, that was the agreement that so many of my friendships started out on. Oh, are you a tough personality? Let me be there for literally anything you need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Until you see value in me. <laughs> Until you see that I'm worth it. Yeah. 
Yep. Mm. Yeah. No, I was I I was the girl you could call at three o'clock in the morning. I was the person who would like do mediation if you had broken up with your boyfriend a thousand times and this was the thousand and first. I would fucking call Kristen's stupid boyfriend Tommy and be like, oh, she really cares no. about you. And I'd be like, Kristen, Tommy really cares about you. <gasps> oh, God. Barf. Oh. And that was the closest I ever was to that girl. Like, I liked her right. so much. And we, we're, we still, you know, we're still Facebook friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look back on the people who are like, those were my tight buddies. These are the people who I called all the time. These are the people who I knew would sit next to me on the fucking field trip. Um, she was mostly in that spot with when she was with Tommy and when I was trying to smooth things over with Tommy. Sure, right, right. Once you were of use. And that's all I you were. I don't even want to, I don't, she definitely didn't. That wasn't a conscious thing. I've definitely been consciously used by people and mm. looked back and been like, wow, am I a rube? Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was more again, like, I really do believe in teaching, the whole teaching people how to treat you. I showed up and I was like, I can do this. I have this big, soft, squishy heart and I know yeah. how to talk to stubborn boys. Yeah. And I can broker this fucking <laughs> peace yep. treaty again and again and again and again. So why would you let go of me? Yep. I was good at that. Still good at it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. I, I choose to do that much, much less. I, I've gone back so far the other way that sometimes I feel I'm a little withholding. And I, I because I never withheld. I never withheld. I always just gave a thousand percent all the time to people who did not appreciate it. At all. So, I don't even know that I have a really good specific story that even parallels this heartbreak for you. Oh. But I will say... You know, it's kind of up there, isn't it? <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. And it's good that we... It's such a huge part of who you were when I met you and such a huge part of who you have become. Oh, my God. Thank you. Wow. And I didn't yeah. know what was happening when I met you. And I was sure. kind of like, what's up? Like, why do you care about this girl so much? She sucks. <laughs> and we hung out with her like four times. And I was like, God bless. she's real Shit. bonkers. But yeah. I have friends like that too, where I'm like, look at my crazy awesome friend. And, and people are like, oh, <laughs> she's really loud and possibly unstable. Oh, no. And is she humping your husband? Like, like. <laughs> I, when I first started doing burlesque and I didn't understand what it meant to me, but I just knew I had to have it. And also it made me cry. And there were all of these feelings and I was like, I'm, I, I can do this and I'm scared and I got to do this. And I'm, um, uh, it, just, you know, the fucking, <laughs> we keep seeing my brains mashed potatoes, but you know, um, sci-fi movie do 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 close encounters when he makes oh. the mashed potato mountain thing yes 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 those were all my feelings <laughs> but like with some biscuit gravy on top and maybe a churro stuck in there plus like, a tuber clock yes a tuber clock <laughs> why are potatoes involved in my feelings so much <laughs> i mean if you have to choose any vegetable, I, I think that one's an appropriate one. They're so versatile. They are. And very well liked. <laughs> and very well liked. 
as you should be. They're they're like the chameleon of food. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, anyway. World famous Bob, who I talk about in my uh, in my TED talk, TEDx talk, and who I adore. I did, I um she took me on uh, and did coaching with me a little bit when I first started. She wanted me to make, she wanted me to take a permanent marker onto a dry erase board, which right there fucking makes my urethra. I, I, I just had a little twitch. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> but what she wanted me to do was decide five things that, that were categories that I needed to work on. And then every day commit to doing one thing inside each of those categories. And she said, self-care has to be one of them. And I got to tell you, I think I'd heard the term before, but I was like, I don't understand what that means really. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, let's dive into this. And it's about you putting yourself first. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so bad that she gave me a deadline. She was like, I need you to pick your five categories. Self-care has to be one of them. Um, and so I was like, well, housekeeping, like I want to do, I want to do something nice for my home every day. I want to do whatever these, I want to work on burlesque every day. I want to do something that's going to further my opportunities in this. And I put off making this vision, not vision board, but like daily dry erase board for, for till the day that she was like, I'm going to follow up to. with you. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> And she yeah. called and we were out of town for something because I, I remember we were, I was in a hotel room talking to her and I was like, I didn't, you know, it didn't, it didn't happen. And she was like, well, what if I give you another day? And I was like, well, we're going home tomorrow and then I have to do this and I have to do that. And she was like, this is for you. Yeah. And I think you can do this and it's not up to me, but like, if you can do this and talk to me tomorrow, I think you'll be happy about it and I stayed up until like four o'clock in the morning the next day and I did it just and then, citing these five things yeah mm -hmm. and they were wow. hard um and just even the validation of like maybe in five things I need to get done today which as we've talked about especially in this climate doing five things in a day to check off a list is a lot. Ooh, impossible. And at that point, your AD, your ADHD was untreated. So there's also that. That is also true. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the idea of putting aside 25 to $30 to get a manicure. Mm. I love it. I love it when my nails are done. I love... It's a polish that I can't explain. Polish, ha ha ha, nail polish. Um, and I can do my own nails and toes and make it feel good, but it's it feels so good, and it is truly self-care, and it's a meditative moment, and it's quiet, and it's contemplative, unless there's like Judge Judy on in the background. Um, Which there always is. Always. <laughs> and, you know, I was sitting there looking at my craggy-ass cuticles, and I was like, what if there's a world in which... That was a symbolic thing. Like, what if there's a world in which I put myself before other people? What if there's a world in which I don't let other people's needs dictate how I live my daily life? Whoa. Game what if, changer. What if I deserve a day off? 
What if I deserve to turn my phone off and not return people's phone calls because I need that kind of self-care? And so that for me not only changed how I take, took care of myself, but I shed people after that. I There were people who I was in that role where I had to be the caretaker. That was part of my, my identity. Yeah, for a really, yes. really, really, yeah. really long Same. time. Same. And after my dad passed away and then after my mom passed away, I lost friends because I could barely scrape myself off the couch, let alone handle whatever your dumb anxiety bullshit was that you... Oh, that makes me very angry. Uh, but it made me happy before then. Yeah. I wanted to be that person because it made me feel needed. And did. then all of a sudden, I needed other people to care for me. And they couldn't fucking do it. Because they, they weren't, well, they weren't equipped. I didn't surround I had yeah, people right. in my life who were like that but the people right. who weren't were gone really 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 mm -hmm. fast of course of course right they're not they're not even built for it yeah no yeah. and I think that's true I think that there are people who your capacity can change but you have to want it to change mm -hmm. and then there's people like my dad who like had very limited capacity for anything yeah. <laughs> I mean empathy surely and wanting to care for someone, but the ability to care for oneself and for, for a sandwich. Being. Right. Put the egg salad in the fridge, Alan. It's right there. The fridge is right there. Oh, Alan. I just sounded on oh, myself man. a little bit. I, I mean, listening to that story... I actually don't have a specific story like that. Like I have, I have people who fuck me over mm. for sure. And I had people who, I had people who were my friends and then something happened, but I don't think right. I ever had someone who I, who was never really my friend and I kept grabbing at. Whew. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, I will, I will say that, um, a number of friendships, a number of friendships um, combusted before her. She was sort of like, she was the boss level. <laughs> <laughs> she was the boss level. But the, but the first time I ever, ever, ever lost a friend, uh, I lost two at a time, and it was fucking devastating. It was devastating. Um, I had had a breakup. I Dave and I were broken up, and as you recall Dave was part of a very small circle of friends mm -hmm. it was Dave and I and two other guys and one of them had sort of gone rogue anyway so it was really <laughs> yeah 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 well he sort of he found his purpose in college I was so proud of him purpose um, yeah and uh but you know like we were a very tight friend unit and um honestly us getting together fucked that unit up for sure Sure. Um, lots of, lots of weird feelings being contended with there. Um, us being together, but then, um, when we broke up, we wanted to, we wanted to stay friends because we're fucking children, you right. know, naive, very naive. Um, and, uh, and however he decided he needed to cope with it. Um, he and the other f friend of mine kind of like turned against me Ugh, very viciously. Gross. 
and suddenly, and I did not see it coming at all. And it was so, I can't even say it was out of character. Mm -hmm. I really can't. Because, again, I had seen how these people could treat others. I had seen, I had seen at least one of them be very cruel. And I just had not been on the right. receiving end of it. And um, I internalized, basically both of them just blew up on me at once. And it was devastating and very hurtful. And the first time I ever, ever, ever lost friends. And they were two of my most oh, precious God. ones. Um, did I give them more than they gave me? As a friend? Almost certainly. Perhaps as a girlfriend, too. I don't know. That's murkier. But, like, yeah. Yes. All of my friendships were about service. Ah. All of them. Mm-hmm. And being there. And being the cool girl. And, <laughs> and you know, being the, being the emotional re- repository. Ah, fuck the dumping ground. The dumping ground. Oh, Absolutely. Oh, God, Absolutely. your arms can only get so full. Mm-hmm. Um, that was less the case with my ex and more the case with the other. Um, but, at the, but at the time, and really all that time, up until this happened with her, the question was like, what did I do? How did I make this happen? And a lot of it, I, I felt so much sadness and guilt until it happened with her and I could see the parallels and I was like, oh, I did not deserve to ever be treated like that from her. It's not mine. Maybe, it, maybe this one wasn't mine either. And so it really helped put that kind of shit in perspective wow. for me. A lot and stuff that had had always just hurt stuff that had always just been a sadness in my life um, I, I had friends from college who um, who there were who for whom I was also like the support and the buffoon and it had extra shitty meaning because because it was actors uh, right yep and it was pretty actors Fucking who saw me actors. as the fat girl and i was and i was not and i was never around actors before that i was around forensics weirdos and i loved them and i was around drama right. club kids who are a little a little different but when i was around more shark like young adults looking to be competitive i was underestimated honestly mm. and I was a safe person to befriend because I would never be the person that they lost a role to because here I am, just the, you know, the fat buffoon on the side. What do I know? I'm never going to have a real career anyway. And then I started having one. And people who were once not intimidated by me and people for whom I was once just like, Oh, that sweet girl who's here to, you know, support me. Um, Real colors came out very quickly. 
and it was ugly. It was very ugly. And again, more feelings of what the fuck have I done? How did I mismanage this? How did I not take the right temperature? What did I do to make this person so angry? But losing my biggest frenemy made me realize, hey, you've been tolerating shitty behavior from a lot of shitty people for way uh, longer God, than you ever should have. That's such a big thing to realize. And every single one of them, I can look to an inciting incident when I absolutely could have decided, oh no, you are a whole mess. I'm going to go fo focus my attention elsewhere. Yeah. For almost all of them. And uh, I, that's not the person I was. And it's really not the person I am anymore. Which is mostly good and a little sad. I think a little sad that that level of openness and naivete was killed so fully. This reminds me very, yes. But. But. You haven't lost the kernel of that that was good. That's absolutely still alive in you. You just don't let people treat you like shit anymore. And the naivete is, I don't think that that's being like Anne Frank, big eyed, hopeful. I think that that is trusting in a bunch of fucking lies that we're taught. I mm. think that you just figured it out. You wised up. We grew up. And now I have, I have safe places to put my love with yeah. people who don't. Like, I mean, if I may, why, why would you, you value? Mean. Always me. What were the words that you just said? Naivete and what? I forget Those... what the other one was. Gullible? Being no, because you sounded like you valued them. You lost something. You said, I lost, I lost that naive. Maybe you said vulnerability. Openness. Openness. Okay. You have not lost that openness. openness. You have not done that at all. Um, I, f I do this sometimes and I'm not maybe projecting on you, um, but sometimes we romanticize the... Um, defense mechanisms that keep us safe oh hello yes praise report please <laughs> it feels so good to crawl into that into that hole oh you didn't lose yeah. that oh there's a lot yes a thousand percent we romanticize those yes. coping mechanisms that were really fucking yep. fucked up i don't actually miss that that was so exhausting yep. That was so exhausting. And it's possible to yeah. idealize that stuff just like my ideas about virginity and etc. Like when you're mm. like, oh, this is the thing that makes me valuable. So mm, I'm the greatest friend exactly, you will ever find. Exactly. And I needed that too. I'm the most devoted friend I needed you will that ever too. find. Yeah. Ooh. Girl, look yeah. at this. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, that's very true. That's I needed. I knew I couldn't be so many things, but I knew I had nobody had like tried me out as a friend for that's so thing. long, and nobody. Knew I can't what be I all of those things, table. but look at these things that I'm really good at, and can't I give them to you? And won't you love me forever if I do? All of them, oh, limitlessly. God. Yeah, yeah, and it turns out that yeah. you can actually care for yourself and value yourself 
<laughs> and attract people, whether it's platonically or otherwise, and be a whole person without needing to scoop other people inside of you. Yeah. And you can help be part yes. of what keeps somebody safe, but you're not responsible for somebody else's well-being. And that shift is very, I mean, I feel it profoundly. I have so, I first of all, I do have a, a wonderful little handful of friends who have been with me for a very long time, who I consider some of my best friends. And I have a lot of people I've known for a long time that I really like who are like, friends and acquaintances and then I have some of my greatest friends I have ever ever known that I've made in adulthood that I've made closer to 30 than not and while the nostalgic romantic part of me wishes that everybody could be a ride or die since third grade uh I'm really glad that I learned a lesson that allowed me to have such wonderful, healthy friendships yeah. now. Yep. Yeah. And you... Present company included. And think about all the amazing people that you attract now. Like, think yeah. about the beautiful people who yeah. are not only in your life, but, like, every day when you pop up on social media or do a project, back when we did projects. <laughs> but... No, I mean oh, remember that. those? I mean, remember doing things? I mean that, though. <laughs> like, the people who... You have a better bullshit detector, and you attract incredibly creative and caring and genuine people. That, that for me, at, if I was going to say anything on this topic, was that I, I used to give not genuine people the benefit of the doubt over and over and over again. I'd be like, maybe they just need to come out of their shell. Maybe they just need to blah, 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 right. blah. No. Right. If you're plastic and you can't relate to me the way I need to be related to them, we're not meant to be in. It's not up to me to fix that. Absolutely. I can't. It's not. I shouldn't, like, try to be your friend and then draw out that special part of you or, like, coddle you and nurture you and, like, no, 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 until finally you can blossom as a person. That's not my job. <laughs> Bitch, I'm 41. I got time for that. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And, like, my first impulse is, like, I never had bad shit to say about anyone. So, like, yeah, everyone's beautiful. No. No. Because if I were to meet, if me and this person were to meet one of those people that I oh, yeah. shucked off tomorrow on the street like as if we had never known each other if i were to meet them in their personality and observe them for five minutes i would have been like okay moving on <laughs> like nothing yeah, nothing to was, see here well, i mean our our view of red flags was distorted because with our parents it was nothing yeah. but red flags all the time and of course that's love oh, oh of course this is some, this is something to draw my attention to as opposed to yeah now i see that kind of behavior and i'm like well you can't run away from it when it's Ooh, in, cross yeah. the street when it's in your home you can't run away from it it's there so you have to figure out how right. to incorporate it into uh, your yeah. life in a way that makes sense so of course you scoop that up yeah but, oh my god this is such a woo, such a good in-depth look I'm fucking gutted. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for holding space for for all all Bitch, all of that. 
Um, I, I, and I, in, in talk, and Lillian and I talking about this, like I knew I had a lot of baggage to bring to it, and um, and like I felt, I felt badly. Like, I like us telling our fun stories, um, but I also feel like we we both feel like nobody talks about how fucked friendships can be. Nobody talks about it. And it's really, really important to see. It's just important to see that. It's important to see that if there's a friendship that you have that doesn't feel good, where you don't feel valued, maybe it's not a real friendship. Yeah. <laughs> it's important to see that people that you enjoy listening to um, have had learning curves like this have had times where the enoughness just was not there at all. And so this is how you supplanted yes. it. The importance of seeing people that you like to listen to have those mm -hmm. learning moments. Mm -hmm. For sure. I, I just think there's not nearly enough conversation no, about it's it. And so as much it's as like this the is Brene like the Brown shame thing, oh, we don't like to talk about shame. Absolutely. We always think that if a friendship is gone, that at least a part of it was our fault, and sometimes oh. it's yeah that we fucked it up, that we ruined I mean, something beautiful think that, but still, and pure. You know, the majority of us, the majority uh -huh. of us, at least take a look inward and go, God, what could I have done to save that? And how did it? How did this? Even if you don't think it's your fault, you're like, how did this get so bad? And I didn't know. Mm. It doesn't help that I'm pretty sure most of the things that have combusted on me were absolutely that empath narcissist. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, dynamic where I was absolutely the one doing all of the feeling and they were just ah! doing all of the taking. So I don't think there's any no. reflection of, Oh, that was so sad. Wouldn't it be so nice? But on the other hand, maybe that's God's end because I don't want them no. back in my life. Good for no. you. If I'm just trash to you and you don't want to think about me anymore. Great. Bye. So people have said to me in the past, um, especially after my TED talk came out, when I've talked about the struggles mm. that I had with my identity and my body as a kid, so many, so many people who I was not even super close with and some who I was close with, even up through high school, have reached out to me and were like, I never knew. I never knew that you felt that way about yourself. You'd never seen that way. It didn't oh, look like that. It didn't right. look like that to me. And I was like, I'm an actor. I'm a master yes. lesbian. Yes. Um, Same thing with people not knowing that there were problems right. at home. But that's for you. how I feel that's when I hear me, you tell yeah. these stories because you have always been this fully formed, like vibrantly self-actualizing person for as long as I have known you. From the second that I met you, I was like, you have so much good and so much wisdom and like an incredible aura and like a beautiful power to you and that has always been my experience of you thank you thank you that's always been mine of you i love oh, keeping you close but you did that you did that you gotta you, hear you it. made those decisions and you figured things out yourself and you fucking did that so you should be proud of yourself thanks bean i i am i know you I are am. but it yeah, sometimes it's nice to say it <laughs> And, it, and it's nice to hear it. It's nice to hear it reflected back to me because obviously I don't talk about this a lot. Well, sometimes it's worth talking about it and sometimes it's not. Like, right. If we all processed everything all day, every day, 
We would get even <laughs> less done than we're already getting done, right? So. And like I'm all I already come close enough to that. Right. I already I man like I'm already a cancer. The deck is stacked against me. So for me to really just flop down face first in it is Don't do unnecessary. It face first. Go on your back and make a poop angel. <laughs> just like. <laughs> so many things to tell you about bullies that bullies that's are a whole other thing another one. Listen, the bullies are, are actually funny, uh, mine funny are pretty silly. of course they're less and it's so fun to look back on yeah. things like that that were so traumatic and be like oh guess what you're a bogger yes <laughs> absolutely absolutely gabby helped me with my bullies i'll tell you that all right let's sign off yeah. i love you i love you too you're the best you're one the best. Fuck buddies. I'm sorry there were not as many ridiculous laughs in this one. Oh, but, I think we um, front-loaded again, that for sure. I feel like... We did! Yes, that's right. There was so much spider cast. <laughs> oh my god. I feel like... Th- oh, I kept thinking, you're an orb weaver. Whatever that dream weaver song is. <laughs> orb yeah, that's, that's weaver. Kind of... <laughs> is that Hall and Oates? <laughs> uh, no. It's one of those guys. I forget who does Dreamweaver, but I think it might even be one of those sort of like one or two hit records. Regardless, that's, that's what I kept thinking of. <laughs> How have we... Ideas on ideas on ideas. Okay. I love you. <laughs> I'm going to make you that entire parody, and it's going to be about all its chittering and its scuttling and all those legs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Shut it down.